from API. This is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm your host, Jane Van Ryan. Although gasoline prices are higher now than they were at the beginning of the year, they are still much lower than they were last summer when gasoline hit a new record. Could they go up to record levels again? The Heritage Foundation has conducted studies that show they could rise significantly if Congress and the President succeed in enacting some new energy proposals. Ben Lieberman, a senior policy analyst in energy and the environment at the Heritage Foundation, is on the telephone with us today to discuss this with us. Welcome, Ben. Well, thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Ben, you recently authored a paper called The Five Things Congress and the President Are Doing to Bring Back Sky-High Gas Prices. And I noticed that you assert that the government deliberately is trying to make energy more expensive to crack down on energy supplies. Why do you think the government is trying to reduce supplies? Well, certainly uh, the law of supply and demand is one law that Congress can't change. And if Congress is uh, planning on imposing measures that would increase the regulations that make it harder to produce domestic energy, we would see lower supplies and higher prices. So I do think this is a uh, deliberate attempt to raise energy prices because the uh, the impact of reduced domestic supplies on future uh, uh, prices is pretty clear. Well, let's look at each of the five proposals that you say could have a major impact on gasoline prices. First of all, the Waxman-Markey and Kerry-Boxer climate bills in the House and the Senate. How do you think they might affect gasoline prices? Well, these cap-and-trade bills really boil down to being an energy tax in disguise. What cap-and-trade does is essentially ration fossil energy, which includes oil and, uh, and gasoline. So lower supplies would mean higher prices. Essentially, under this scheme, the amount of fossil energy that we're allowed to use in this country would shrink over time, and that would add upward pressure to uh, future gasoline prices, as well as coal-fired electricity prices and natural gas prices. Another one of the five things that you've mentioned is an effort to regulate a process called hydraulic fracturing under the Safe Drinking Water Act. Can you explain what that proposal is and how it might impact prices? Well, yes. A lot of uh, drilling for oil and natural gas in this country involves a process of hydraulic fracturing, which means uh, injecting into these wells uh, fluids under pressure that helps facilitate the flow of natural gas and oil. This is a very important process. It's used in most uh, new wells, and it's been done very safely for decades. But regardless of that, regardless of the strong safety record, there's proposals in the works to add further to the regulatory restrictions on hydraulic fracturing. And again, that would just make domestic drilling more expensive and we would see less of it, both for oil and for natural gas. And at the margins, that would reduce supplies and increase prices. All right, let's go on to number three. You say that there are proposals to increase the red tape and costs on domestic drilling. Can you explain that? Well, yes, uh, domestic drilling already has a host of environmental restrictions placed upon it. And rather than streamlining and improving upon 
those uh, existing uh, regulatory requirements. There's a bill in the House of Representatives to pile on new layers of red tape, which is exactly what is not needed. We don't need years of additional delays and additional reasons to place um, so much of America's oil and gas off limits as we already have. We need to streamline those things, but by piling on the red tape and restrictions, again, we'll just see less domestic production, and if history is any guide, less domestic production of oil and gas will lead to higher prices. There also is a proposal in the administration's 2010 budget to raise taxes on energy. Now, if taxes are raised, how could consumer energy prices be affected according to your studies? Well, uh, oil and gas is already very heavily taxed uh, in this country. Studies show that the effective tax rates for the oil and gas industry are as high or higher than other industrial sectors. Simply increasing taxes and fees on domestic oil and gas production would just encourage or discourage uh, production at the margin. Some wells that would otherwise be profitable can be taxed so heavily that they would be unprofitable and that oil and gas would stay in the ground. So we have to be very, very careful about seeing uh, the oil and gas industry as just a source of additional tax revenues, because by doing so, we may be discouraging future domestic supplies. Ben, a lot has been written recently about the delays on drilling that have been implemented under the Obama administration. For example, Secretary Salazar of the Interior Department indeed added uh, length to the comment period on one of the five-year plans, and so far, no decision has been made on whether or not they're going to move forward. How do you think these delays could uh, affect gasoline prices? And do you have any other examples? Well, one of the good things that happened with uh, $4 gallon gasoline, the silver lining, I should say, to $4 gallon gasoline that we saw in the summer of 2008, is that the public got fed up and demanded that Washington remove some of the restrictions on domestic uh, uh, oil and gas drilling, especially offshore. And the President and Congress indeed repealed restrictions on offshore drilling. Unfortunately, the process of actually leasing these new areas falls on the new administration, the Obama administration, and so far its Department of the Interior has shown every indication of dragging its feet on allowing new leasing, dragging its feet on uh, opening up new areas to energy production. And uh, and these, uh, these, these restrictions, of course, are... Uh, are on top of all the additional things that uh, that slow down the uh, process of bringing new energy online, and we should really be taking advantage of this recession, this respite from um, high demand for oil and gas, to uh, gear up for the increased demand we'll see in the future, especially as the economy recovers. Instead, we're dragging our feet. We're not allowing new drilling to move forward. We're finding every excuse we can to uh, slow down this process. And again, we will need more energy in the future. And if we don't allow that energy to come online expeditiously, that'll just add upward price uh, pressure to future prices. Well, I think you may have answered the next question I was going to ask you, which is what should the administration and Congress do? It sounds as though what you think they should do is open up more opportunities for drilling. Well, uh, we ought to be making good use of the oil and gas here in the U.S., both onshore and onshore, surely with, uh, with, uh, with reasonable environmental restrictions and safeguards. Uh, and in fact, those safeguards have a long track record of, uh, of providing uh, um, 
all the protections that uh, that we need from things like offshore uh, spills. We ought to be moving forward with uh, new production, especially since all indications are that America's demand for energy will continue to increase in the years ahead. Now is the time to start gearing up for uh, meeting that future demand. We ought to be allowing more production, uh, both uh, in the U.S., uh, onshore and offshore. One final question for you today, Ben. What would you say to people who say that we should wean ourselves from fossil fuels and encourage the use of alternative fuel supplies? Well, when it comes to alternatives, we have to be realistic, especially realistic about the time frames it's going to take for truly viable alternatives, economically and technologically viable alternatives, to come online and to be ramped up to the extent that they can supplant petroleum use, uh, gasoline use, diesel fuel use. This is a long process. It's going to take time. And in the meantime, we're going to need uh, fossil fuels, including oil and, uh, and petroleum products, so we need to have a more smooth transition. We can't be rushing into alternatives because the reality is those alternatives are not yet ready. Ben, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org dot org.